In the regular world, Halloween is when children dress up in costumes and beg for candy. In girl world, Halloween is the one night a year when a girl can dress like a total slut and no other girls can say anything about it. The hardcore girls just wear lingerie and some form of animal ears. Doesn't she look great, honey? <sighs> what are you? I'm a mouse. Duh. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with another episode. And Eli, did we call it or did we not call it? Uh, we call a lot of things. We called a lot of things, but this one is specifically we call. Uh, I'm going to call out, first off, Megan Kelly. Oh. <laughs> and the reason we're calling out Megan Kelly because, Megan Kelly, I have to admit, you did the dumbest thing in the world. And that is not listen to the comic book bullies last week's <laughs> podcast. Because <laughs> we specifically spelled out the do's and don'ts of what you can do for Halloween before you go to a Halloween party, before you go Halloween trick-or-treating. Eli, what is the number one thing we said don't do? Uh, yeah, blackface. Don't do blackface. We said a bunch of stuff. Like, don't dress up as Pocahontas, which I saw a bunch of people break that rule. We'll go to later on. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> we saw number one more rule, don't wear blackface. She goes on her TV show, her national-wide NBC TV show, and says there's nothing wrong with dressing up as blackface for Halloween. Even the people in her crowd were looking at her crazy like, wait, what did you just say? Like, you get paid yeah. millions of dollars to say this dumb shit? Yeah, she said, well, when I was a kid, it was okay. And I'm like, like no, well, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You were pro probably you thought it was okay because you were surrounded by rich white folks and, right. you know, shut off from the world. Right. Maybe it's something you need to tell us that we don't know about. You know, in the affluent suburbs of the, the, the 60s or wherever the fuck she grew up in. Right. You know, a lot of shit was cool. Right. <laughs> Cocaine and whatever the hell she was doing in her Halloween parties. But yeah, in the yeah. in the real world, no, that's yeah. not cool. Never was cool. Yeah. No matter how cool they yeah. try to make it. So, yeah, Megan, Megan Kelly uh, said that dumb shit. She yeah. even brought on, like, I don't know, Al Sharpton or somebody on her show to, like, teach her sensitivity training or something like that. Didn't help. NBC eventually just canned her, and that was it, you know. And, you yeah. know, like I said, if she didn't listen to her podcast, <laughs> she would still have a show for maybe another two weeks or so. Before she said some other stupid Before shit. Before she said some other stupid shit that we couldn't save her from, you know. Yeah. Uh, But let's be honest. I'm, I've been looking at Megan Kelly's numbers for a while. Her ratings have always been shit in a tank. This just gave NBC yeah. an out. Like, we just give us a good reason to get rid of you. Pretty they, much. They, they, they only had her, yeah. I mean, she used to be on Fox News, and which they only had her. She yeah. tell you a lot about yeah. her thought process. Yeah, and she and and I think they only uh, NBC had her on there just so they could say they had a a, a right wing that they're, they're that they're trying to say we can see it from both sides type of shit, you know, you know. Right. A different point of view or whatever, you know. 
you know, there's always that one concern, like on the view, there's that one conservative white lady who, you know, shits on everything everybody else says. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it just gives everybody else a chance to shit on a uh, conservative's opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what she was. And eh, what are you going to do, huh? You know? I don't care. And you know what? You know who wins in the end? Megan Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm hearing because they fired her and she was still under contract, they still have to pay her. So apparently from her buyout to fire her, she's going to get about $70 million. Oh, yeah. And like and like I was saying before, I defended Roseanne. I defended all these motherfuckers who say stupid shit. Like, let them have their shitty show because, you know, Trump's going to hire them. Trump's going to, you know, Trump's going to put her in charge of like the military or something, you know. Right. <laughs> and they're going to be more powerful than they've ever been. Yeah, you know. <laughs> she's just... You know, so, she does a lot worse. She does a lot less harm on her dumb show than who knows what she's going to do now. Exactly. No telling what she'll do now. She'll probably go back to Fox News saying the same dumb shit she was saying before. Nobody on there is going to correct her and it's going to be even worse. So who knows what might happen? So, yeah. yeah uh, Reagan Peace and Megan Kelly's NBC career or whatever. I never want her on the show anyway. They fired Tamron Hall and I hated that shit. But anyway, that's the thing to hear them there. Uh, Eli, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, man. I went to a show. Went to a show last night. Okay. Uh, yeah, death I metal show. Picks, saw the vids. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty rocking. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to Eric from uh, uh, Get Valiant. Eric, okay. I saw his band play. I didn't get to see them, you know, but I've seen them before a bunch of times because they're local around here. Exactly. But well, um, you listeners, but, we do more than podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I my sitter didn't show up till later, so I wasn't able to see his band. So, but, um, but he was there, he was there. Um, and yeah, a lot of fun, cool death metal shit, you know, uh, shit that probably most of our listeners do not like. So, or maybe do, we don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. It was a good time. And, uh, and yeah, so what'd you do this weekend? Well, this weekend, <laughs> that same Halloween party I've been talking about for like the last month and saying I'm preparing for, uh, I finally went to, went to it, you know? Oh uh, yeah. I didn't stay long because for some reason I realized I had to go to work the next morning and I'm not going to be out here all night, you know, celebrating Halloween. So I just went in for a little while, had a little fun, you know, drinks, dance a little bit and left. <laughs> and, you and did you dress up? I did dress up. I got the whole outfit. I had the uh, Black Panther helmet. I had the Black Panther suit. Now, I do want to say something that the Black Panther suit that I ordered from Amazon didn't come in the way I thought it looked on Amazon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It didn't come from Wakanda was design group, you know, made of vibrators like that. No, it was basically a body condom. I did. <laughs> okay, so. it, did, it didn't have the like the puffy muscles and shit. Like no, the it, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> it so, yeah, just basically walking down the street, the body condom and a helmet on. That's it. You know, I'm surprised the police didn't stop me when I was walking. Are down. you sure you didn't order that suit that Serena Williams wore? Maybe I did, man. It <laughs> felt like I was wearing it. <laughs> so, but you know what? I was like, fuck it. I bought it. I'm going to wear it anyway to this one party and just had fun with it. That's all. So, yeah, I went to it. There was a, 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 a prize, you know, for the best costume. I didn't stay. I was going to stay till 1 o'clock in the morning to see whether or not I won. So I left, and whoever won, hey, good for you. Glad you spend oh, the money wisely. There was no superhero orgy or nothing like that? Not, maybe it was after I left. 
Oh man. <laughs> like I said, I left before midnight, so <laughs> And that's the thing, that's what I start realizing about Halloween, like you go to these Halloween parties and I start realizing like Halloween is basically cosplay for casuals. Basically, yeah. That's, that's basically what it is because you can't you can't dress up like a superhero in regular time. I mean, you can, and people do it, but like I said, we call them nerds, weirdos, freaks, stuff like that. You dress up as Doctor Who, going to convention. <laughs> look at that geek dressing up at the convention. So you can you look like a, a weirdo then, but you wear that same outfit on Halloween. It's it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I was walking around wearing a helmet. Everybody high five me, Wakanda forever. You know, high five stuff like that. It was all you know, it was all cool. But I can't wear that suit. Any other time, you know, yeah. just that one time. That's it. And honestly, that cheap is so uh, cheaply made, I probably can't wear it again anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after this, I'm gonna go on Amazon and give my rating on that suit. So yeah, <laughs> uh, get but, all stink, eating chips and dip, and you get shit all over it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got chips on my Black Panther Rock suit. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, but that's the thing. So everybody got a chance to. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's all kind of pictures, and you got. Uh, uh, girls dressing up as sexy mouse and sexy angel and sexy devil, and they're the dress, sexy Superman costume, sexy Captain America costume, sexy Hulk, or whatever the fuck was going on. So you got that bunch of stuff going on too, and it's cool. Uh, some pretty creative costumes. It was some really creative costumes I saw. People dressing up like uh Tony Montana, you know. Oh, oh shit, cool. Yeah, my favorite one was the uh, some guy just had a table on his on his shoulders, walking around says one night stand, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, overall, I had a good time. Halloween is fun. I'm probably gonna wear another outfit, or maybe I'll tweak the Black Panther outfit next week because the helmet was cool. The helmet is really cool. I got that. It's like a Marvel Legends type deal, customized thing. Really cool. So well, I saw your little thing on your post where the eyes were lighting up, or was or some, the eyes were doing some shit. Yeah, I, it's a way that you can like open up the eyes and like slit. And you can see. I, and the thing, the the helmet is actually pretty comfortable, and I can see through the eyes stuff like that. So yeah, the the helmet is pretty cool. So That's suit cool. suck, helmet's cool. So <laughs> I'm I'm tweaking the cap. If ever I'll go to like a comic con near here, something like that, I'll probably go buy like a actual muscle suit next time instead of walking around. You yeah, know. this the, yeah, you, this 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 might give you the bug to start building your shit like actual cosplayers like those chicks who build their costumes and shit yeah and they just post instagram pages of nothing just them and naked costumes and stuff no i'm not doing that yeah (laughs) (laughs) big giant gauntlets for their arms but yeah they're just wearing a thong right just wear the thong like well i'm trying to think they have have like the laura croft shirts right but nothing else just butt ass naked just turned around like the arm bra and stuff like that like that's not cosplay (laughs) what the fuck are you doing (laughs) Uh, anyway, we, we talked a little bit long about that. Can we move on, move on from that? Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're going to talk about the box office numbers. And Eli, give it to me. What is number one? I hear Halloween's crushing it. Halloween is killing it. Halloween is number one again. And I'm going to just give a pause. Uh, Eli, I listened to the GeekSav podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I, and I heard you guys. Shout out to GeekSav. And you guys, like I said, exactly what I thought you were going to do. Broke it down to the very minute detail over it. You guys got kind of heated over it, too. Oh, yeah. What a, yeah, Anthony didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I saw y'all had differing <laughs> opinions on it. So, But it, it was a good conversation, so I got to listen to it. Y'all spoiled the shit out of it. I haven't seen the movie, but honestly, Eli, on your recommendation and review, it made me want to go see the movie. Okay. Yeah, so I, I went out and saw it. I saw it Friday, Saturday. I saw it Friday. Did you take a date like you said you were going to? I did. 
All right. Yeah, I, I went and saw. I went and saw it with a date. You know, uh, it, I went to the theater. The theater was packed. That's the weird thing about it. The movies went out what like two weeks, three weeks. Uh, one week. It came out last. Okay, week. Okay, it came out last week, but it was still packed. Oh, that's so good. That's the weird thing about it. So, I saw the movie. Uh, like I said, if you want spoiler review, go listen to Geeks App. I'm not going to spoil if anybody is listening to it right now, because like I said, I'm not putting up any anything. But I did see the movie. Uh, I liked it. To be honest with you, I liked it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Michael Myers was a fucking monster in this movie. You know, yeah. I, I will say this: that if anybody came to a Halloween party versus Michael Myers, you were going to get punched in the face if anybody saw that movie. <laughs> Uh, because yeah he was scarier than he's ever been i can see this movie single-handedly bringing back the slasher genre back because it was just that strong and 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 not really that it was that strong or it's nothing we haven't seen before it's just we haven't seen that in a while yeah like a good michael myers movie like there's been a shit ton of michael myers movies but most of them suck right and And this one they put a lot of effort in jamie lee curtis back and i think jamie lee curtis sold this movie just on she put butts in the seat i think without her I think this would have just been another a Michael Myers. Even with everything that went on, I think it just would have been another Michael Myers movie. I think Jamie Lee Curtis, with what she brought to the movie, took the movie to another level. She put butts in the seats. Yeah. Especially with the performance she brought. Because, let's be honest, this movie was a remake. Kind of, yeah. It, it was a I, sequel, but it was really a remake. It was just a Halloween remake. They just re- remade the movie. But with a twist. That last third act, like I said, I'm not spoiling it. The last third act, Michael Myers was playing Jamie Lee Curtis' role in the first movie, and Jamie Lee Curtis was playing Michael Myers' role in the Yeah, movie. that's what I like. I like the role reversal. At the, yeah, because you know. everything that happened was the exact opposite. Okay, she's going to do this, she's going to do this, she's going to fall out the window, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it, it was it was nice. It was because it was showing you how she went from prey <laughs> to predator. I know, and that's the thing I like, and if you listen to the Geek Savs where Anthony's getting all mad, he's like, they're just ripping off the first movie. I'm like, no, those are Easter eggs, dude. Those right. are homages those are for the fans then he was right and and it's it's something about her character is how how she it's like it's like my old band director said and i I know it's fucked up he's saying this it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun (laughs) my band director said a whole bunch of fucked up shit but i'll go talk about that later on but that's the whole point of the movie was showing that now the roles are reversed the tables have turned yeah and and they that's the, the role that the movie was trying to do and it's a lot of stuff in the movie that was like and and the movie let's be honest the movie was trying to say something. This was just oh, a, yeah. I mean, it was a regular slash movie, but it was a slash movie with something to say. This yeah. was a like a survivor's tale, you know, PTSD tale, and just like you said, Eli, like I don't know if I, I probably shouldn't have listened to your podcast first because the stuff you said, I was looking for it in the movie. Okay. So when the crowd was like, oh, I can't believe that happened, I was kind of waiting for it, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it happened, you know, it's fine. And so, and it was a lot of stuff. That, I mean, it was basically, like I said, Jamie Lee, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis says she was making this for the Me Too movement. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it was a lot of social commentary. A lot of people are mad about this. Say, oh, it has an SJW agenda. Let's be honest. Most of y'all wouldn't even notice that unless somebody told you that. Yeah, and I didn't think it was it was it wasn't like overly saturated with the political commentary. I mean, it was definitely there, but you know, she, she was using guns. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> she was armed. She was armed to the teeth. I mean, she, you know. So it's like I, I don't think it was overtly, you know, in your face. It was just part of the character. It was part of who she was. You know what I'm saying? And I, and which I thought worked. So. 
yeah, you could read it as a Me Too movement uh, movie, but uh, it was it. There were still it was still natural to the story, you know. Right, the progression of the story, whatever they're going, and it's different because, like I said, this is Halloween, like forty years after the first movie. Now I remember Halloween twenty years after the movie, we had Halloween two point oh. Yeah, you know, and you can almost look at those movies and see, like, because basically, let, let's be honest with you, this movie is like uh, reboots the timeline or some bullshit like that, like Barry Allen does. Now, if you take all the Halloween movies they've done, basically, this is like the fifth reboot of the timeline they've done. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's let's go go squag and see. Okay, we got the first one right. Uh, I think they said part four was a reboot of the timeline. Yeah, well, yeah, because he supposedly died in part two. Right. But then part four is revealed that, no, he was just in a coma. Like, right. even though his corpse was burning to a crisp in the fr- he was just in a coma. <laughs> right, so they rewrote the Thailand in. So that's two. Yeah. Uh, Halloween 2.0. Okay, so that was a reboot also. Because they, they it's Halloween 2.0 basically erased three and four, or everything other than one and two. So this was been like a sequel to one and two. Yeah. So, and then we had the Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, yeah. I meant to say. Yeah, yeah Rob Zombie. So yeah. that rebooted the timeline. But yeah. that was complete, you know, remake, everything like that. Yeah, he just remade everything. He, he just, just remade, remade the movie. Right. So then you have this movie re- re- reboots everything and ignores everything except the first movie. So you reboot yeah. this timeline over again. So the point I'm trying to make is that you got Halloween 2.0 where Jamie Lee Curtis was a different character then. But the reason she was a different character because she actually went through therapy and the therapy kind of stuck where she was able to hide a little bit better. Where in this one, it didn't stick. And people are saying, like, why don't you let this go? Why don't you move on? And she can't. And you can say that from a lot of survivors and victims. You can ask them the same thing. Why can't you move on? They can't move on. It's it's still stuck with them. Yeah. You know, it, it defines them, the the, the traumatic situation it went to. And, and it, it, it speaks to this current time. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was pretty cool. It was one thing in the movie that really, really, really caught my attention. Okay. Okay, the podcasters. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the podcasters, you know, wanted to talk to Jamie Lee Curtis. She wouldn't talk to him at first. So they offered a $3,000 to bribe her to open up the door. I was like, wait, what? Podcasters make that much? They can bribe people? Yeah. No. Gomer, where the fuck is our money? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see Tusk? Uh-uh. Like Kevin Smith movie? Kevin Smith did that shitty horror movie called Tusk. And it's about a podcaster who, you know, gets into some shit. But he's like pulling in. A hundred grand a year and sponsorships. I'm like, word? Like, what? what, what? <laughs> Is that why you're doing this now, Eli? <laughs> you saw Tusk, like, I'm doing the wrong thing. I need to quit my job. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> damn, what, what podcast is he on? Like, Meanwhile, yeah. like, we're broke as shit and Gomer somewhere not telling us anything, swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> they should never know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I'll, 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 otherwise, awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, go see uh, Halloween. Don't listen to Geek Stab until you've seen the movie. Don't make the same mistake I made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got next? We got uh, number two, A Star is Born. It's still hanging in there. Lady Gaga is kicking Venom's ass. Well, all right. Yeah. Number three is Venom. Now, let's, let's pause for a second. Let's look and see exactly where Venom is right now. Oh, my God. Okay. Venom, Venom is currently worldwide at five hundred million. Venom, I, that, that, that's that's not bad. Venom, mm-hmm. I'm I'm that blows my mind, Eli. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 
mean, like I said, in my review, when I gave the, I like it was a mediocre movie that I thought should be, you know, we should have, we should entertain and address and acknowledge for maybe about a good week and move on to something else. But somehow, some way, this movie that doesn't even have Spider Man in it or reference Spider Man in any way and takes a movie about a, a bad guy that's kind of a mediocre movie and it is like taken over. Like yeah. at this point, it might even catch. Mission Impossible, uh, Fallout. You know that movie I kept talking about over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it's and, on pace to beat that movie. Uh, yeah, man. They were or Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> what they? Well, Suicide Squad. I can understand. They're kind of in the same boat, to be honest with you. But I'm like, like it's actually making like it's gonna make like good movie money. Then please don't tell me Venom is gonna make 800 million. Please don't tell me that. We live in we live in that society. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I think that explains so much about our society if Venom makes $800 million. <laughs> Like, this is why we are where we are right now. <laughs> anyway, where we are. Okay, number four, uh, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. I don't know what the fuck that is. Anyway, uh, number five, The Hunter Killer, another Gerard Butler movie where he blows a bunch of shit. Yeah. Oh, The Submarine. It's like a new submarine movie, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I hate submarine movies. Oh, really? You don't like Hunt for I don't. I tried to watch oh, it. Couldn't get into it. Even though I know oh. it's a... What's that guy's name? Jack? Ryan? Oh, yeah. It's a Jack yeah. Ryan movie. I know that. It's, I, it's Star Trek Underwater. I know. I don't like Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Number six, The Hate You Give, still hanging in there. Number seven, First Man, the Ryan Gosling movie. Number eight, Smallfoot. Number nine, Night School. Number ten, Mid-90s. Still hanging in there. Oh, okay. oh, is that the uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, what's that guy's name again? Super bad kid. What's his name? Fuck. McLovin. Not McLovin. Uh, uh, not Seth Rogen. What's his name? The kid, the fat kid from fucking. He's not fat anymore. Uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, he <laughs> directed that movie. That's his like directorial debut. Oh, really? Uh, skater kids, skater hip hop kids in the nineties. Oh yeah, sound like I would hate that movie. <laughs> oh yeah okay so that being said like i said we can move on past that and eli before we actually get into the rest of the podcast here's the thing let's talk about netflix for a second i i actually got into i'm on like season eight of daredevil oh shit i totally forgot you forgot about it oh i, I knew I, you forgot about it because i know you didn't say anything about it <laughs> I, I forgot that it was on yeah I, I, yeah i should i suppose i should start watching that all right eli <laughs> since i made it a little bit further i'm gonna be honest with you Holy shit! This episode, this shit is getting good. All right. This is cool. like the first two episodes. I was like, uh, I'm not into it. About episode three, the four, five, six, eight. That shit, like, holy fuck! Like, it. There's a reason Daredevil is Daredevil, and the other Marvel Netflix shows are them. Yeah. Like, why is it? Why does Daredevil have better fight scenes than Iron Fist? <laughs> Iron Fist, you had one job. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But then, like the acting is better, the story is better. It makes more sense. Uh, the uh, Kingpin, uh, what's the guy's name? Vincent D'Onofrio, whatever, killing it. D'Onofrio, yeah, killing it. He he's awesome just in that show. It's like he's making the show better just by his presence alone. And he just like outsmarting Daredevil at the thing. They pretty much broken Daredevil back to season one. Daredevil, matter of fact, he's probably even lower than season one. He's kind of like fight his way back to it bullseyes popping up every now and then beating the shit out of them and stuff i'm like this might be better than season one 
right. Well, be honest well, with you. I'm, I mean, I'm, have to start watching. Now. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like at halfway. See, I'm like, I want to get back to it and finish this. I'm like, this shit is like getting really good. So, yeah, it's uh, like by far better than the other Netflix shows we've seen. And like I said, season one and two are already like my favorite Netflix shows. And this one is like, damn, it might be beating those. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for those that haven't seen Daredevil, go see it. Uh, stick with Marvel. Let's talk about Captain America. Okey-dokey. So apparently Frank Grillo, who just does not give a fuck anymore, <laughs> is like apparently spoiling seekers left and right about Avengers 4, who the internet is just grasping on any little bitty thing they can find on Avengers 4. They think they know the title. They've been posting five or four titles. They think they've seen trailers. They think they've seen uh, synopsis. They think they've seen uh, leaked, leaked, pl- uh, leaked scripts. You know, Namor is supposed to be in it. Who knows? <laughs> So apparently Frank Grillo is saying uh, Captain America, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers will be replaced by a black and or female character. And the Internet, as they usually do, went apeshit. Lost their minds because, oh, no, Captain America's being blah, 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 blah. Like, calm down. It's a rumor. We don't even know if Chris Evans is done with it. Chris Evans might be just be doing smoke screens just to fuck with people or fucking with Marvel just to get more money out of them. Like, you, Marvel, you see they want me back. You better pay me Robert Downey Jr. money. Because <laughs> right now, I'm pretty sure, I think contract-wise, I think he's the fourth highest paid Avenger. Okay. Yeah, you got RDJ, who's got more than God right now. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, for some reason, is number two. No shit. No, no reason why, but what it, then you got Chris Hemsworth for some reason has a better contract than Chris Evans. So, <laughs> so that may be why he's trying to create like if y'all are gonna pay me, fuck y'all, I'll make my money somewhere else, you know. So he it may be just a, a tactic from there. You don't know, like it in the NBA season, NFL season where you know you don't show up to training camp because you want more money. You know, it may be that situation. We don't know. He may be just you know screwing with everybody to get more money. So before we just go off the rails and say, oh, Captain America's gonna be black or Captain America's gonna be female or like that, calm down. Picky card is not going to be Captain America, you know. Uh, now, wasn't there a, a like a comic book? It was like it wasn't Steve Rogers, but there was a black guy who became like Captain America. It was like an alternate timeline or some shit. Like, well, actually, no, it wasn't actually alternate timeline. Uh, it's actually in the six one six timeline. It was a retcon though, but it was six one six timeline. Basically, what happened is I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, apparently. They were trying to say that the super soldier serum, they they uh, applied it to a black man first before they did it with Steve Rogers. Okay. Uh, the guy's name was Josiah X, so they're trying to say that he was actually the first Captain America. But since the super soldier serum wasn't perfected, it had bad side effects, and he became, you know, you know, he basically burned out before he had a chance to really become Captain America. Okay. So I remember, I remember it being a big deal when they wrote about. It. I mean, this was a while ago. Well, the reason it was a big deal because it's a uh, it's an analogy to the Tuskegee experiments back around the time, also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah when they experiment on black people, stuff like that. But that's neither here nor there, you know. Uh, but that's why it was a big deal, even though it's complete redcon stuff like that. And it, it's actually they've redconned it where it's actually been a bunch of Captain Americas all over the time. Like when Cap- based on Captain America went into ice, the the government just started cranking out Captain Americas left and right, you know, to keep his name going. You know, I don't know if the MCU is going to do that. But that's what the that's what Marvel did, you know, in the comics later on. So they even show Captain America going to like what's that? I guess in Washington D.C. they got this like veterans graveyard or something. I don't know the name of it. I feel bad. I don't. 
But Steve Rogers actually went there and saw a graveyard of Captain America's. Okay. You know, that he missed out on while he was on the ice. And I was like, well, damn, that's kind of kind of fucked up, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's the thing from there. So, now here's my thing. Everybody's saying there's going to be two choices of Captain America that are going to replace uh, Chris Evans, which I think about bullshit. You know, one choice is Sebastian Stan, Bucky, you know, Bay, <laughs> and also... What's the guy's name? Anthony Mackie. That guy. Oh. Falcon. Yeah. So here's my thing. Now, people are saying because they both were Captain America in the comics. So basically, both of them have a chance to be in Captain America because that will be following the storyline. Now, would I like to see Falcon as Captain America? Sure. Would I like to see Anthony Mackie as Captain America? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't like that guy. I like him as a side character, as a character character. He's not leading man material. They tried him as leading man material. Spike Lee has put him in a bunch of movies before. He never works out. He works as the best friend or the side guy or the sidekick or something like that. He does not need to step into the role because he's not that guy. You know, that's how I've always felt about him. So, yeah, Anthony Mackie does not need to be Captain America. Sebastian Stan does not need to be Captain America. Do you really think uh, Sebastian Stan can step into the leading role of a movie and do a billion dollars? You know what? Actually, he probably could. You ever seen uh, that Tanya Harden movie? No. With, what's her face? Margot uh, Robbie. I haven't seen it. He's in there. He's playing the boyfriend. Oh, really? He's actually pretty good. All right. Yeah. So, like I said. Oh, also, Sebastian Stan is also the bad guy in Hot Tub Time Machine. Nobody realized. Nobody recognized him. Oh, I remember him. that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, nobody recognized him in that. But, yeah, he's, he's the bad guy in that. So, if you watch yeah. again, you, he was pretty good in that, too. So, yeah, actually, I could see Sebastian Stan playing Captain America. But only because I, he's a better actor than Anthony Mackie. That's all. Mm. And so, honestly, like I said, I said this in another podcast many, many moons ago that just kill off the Captain America character be done with. Because in a world, in a world you know, where Marvel is trying to be global with these movies, Captain America, the American superhero that's patriotic and jingoistic, can be problematic. So they made them need just distance himself from that character at all i thought that's what they were doing in infinity war when he kind of stripped himself of the captain america title he's just running around as nomad or captain or whatever you want to call him i I thought okay that's a way of fixing that problem you know he's not he's not associating himself with america because you clearly see him disassociate himself with american ideals Mm -hmm. so matter of fact he actually did that all the way back in age of ultron so which everybody said the movie sucked but once again it was some good stuff in that one uh what else we got who i don't want to jump in this topic yet but we may have to, Eli. Yeah, we're gonna All have right. to. No, let's do something fun first. Talk about Friday Thirteenth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Eli, I'm gonna let you take over because I really don't know what's going on with this. Oh, okay. Well, well, I I don't know much. Don't know much about LeBron James other than he plays basketball. Don't worry, I cover uh, you on that. You just cover the. Okay. <laughs> but basically, I guess he owns a production company. Uh, some sort of film production company. He's been mm-hmm. doing film and TV shows or whatever the fuck. And I guess he is in talks to reboot Friday the 13th. So, um, and he yeah. might he might be able to do it because of Halloween. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this yeah. is a, this is a snowball effect that happens whenever you hit a hit movie in a new genre. Yeah. And we just had Freddy Krueger, uh, Robert Englund. He had a cameo on the latest episode of the Goldbergs, their Halloween episode last week. Damn. He got yeah. He got back into his makeup and was full fledged Freddy Krueger. And he says he's down to do another Freddy Krueger movie. 
So yeah, this could be a resurgence in uh, old school slashers. So, but yeah, uh, I don't know. My, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, LeBron James's production company. This would be their first movie, I guess, like a, like a full length Hollywood feature. So um, I mean, he he's done other projects before with that production company. They've done TV shows before, like uh, Survivals, Remorse. And other things like that. Now, like I said, since you know the horror genre, let me talk about LeBron James. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> here's the thing about LeBron James. Now, for those that are keeping up with LeBron, you know that he, this year, he was betrayed, not traded. Uh, he was a free agent and went to the LA Lakers. Now, because some people think he's trying to win another ring, he's running a championship, he can't beat the Golden State Warriors. Bullshit. He didn't care about any of this stuff. The only reason he went to the LA Lakers was because of Hollywood. That's why he went there. To get his yeah. movie production company started. So he's trying to do both. He's trying to, you know, be basketball, put butts in the seats, and at the same time, network with Hollywood executives to get his, his uh production company off the ground. He was already doing it in Cleveland, you know, tr- trying to work with Hollywood, but it was too back and forth. Now he's right there because here's the thing. This is not the only movie he has in, in the works right now. Okay. The other movie he has in works right now is Space Jam 2. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that people thought uh, people actually think Space Jam One was a classic. I'm like it uh, was not a classic. It uh, was yeah. it was okay for kids. They were like, "Don't touch the original. Don't touch this masterpiece." Like that movie <laughs> was not a masterpiece. It was borderline crap, but it was cool for kids. And it was basically a Nike commercial the entire time. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan has on magic Nikes. <laughs> Now he can fly through space, you know, stuff like that. So basically, that's what LeBron James is doing. The only reason he's doing it's the same reason Michael Jordan did it. He's trying to build his brand. That's all. So if he can get this Friday 13 movie, and that's pretty much what he's trying to do. Like basketball, you only have so many years to play it, a decade if you're if you're lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. He's been playing, I think, like 15 years now. So he's looking at the next avenue to go from that. You know, he's already planning the next step ahead, and that is Hollywood. You know, that's yeah. where Friday the 13th is going to come on. And if, they, if this gets going, yeah, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a whole bunch of movies coming out of LeBron James' uh, movie factory. You know. There you go. He could be the next Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I didn't mean that. You know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being said, I guess we can move on to the next part of podcast. This is something I want to avoid, but I feel like it's something we have to address. Okay. So, for all you Simpsons fans. And Simpsons actually used to be like really cool around this time of year because they always used to do those Halloween specials that were awesome. But that was yeah. like a hundred years ago. Yeah, like, I, I I used to uh, I used to love the Simpsons. Like, yeah, the Simpsons were my religion. You know. Yeah, I love the Simpsons, but I it's been a good decade or so since I've watched the watched the show. Right. It's fun. It's like it's still going on. And I, Dude, they have they have cast members dying off now. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm you're, like you're still like going. You know? like, I was in high school and the shit was on, and like, like, holy shit, this show's still going. Hell, I remember yeah. when it was on Tracy Allman show. Yeah. <laughs> just a sketch, and it was in there like it's popular. Just go try it and see. But anyway, like I said, the Simpsons have uh, come to a crossroads and decide to make a decision where the character named Apu, uh, you know who Apu is. Thank you. Come again. That's the only thing you know him from, but you know him. They decided to phase this character out of out of the show. So you won't see a poo. They're not going to make no big fuss about it. They're not going to kill him off. They're not going to have him, you know, leave the country or get kicked out by Trump. He's just going to just 
fades away and that's it you're not gonna see him again uh and as usual the internet is upset of course and they're upset over this. What? This is censorship. Where are you doing it? So many snowflakes. Like, if you're complaining about it so much, maybe you're the snowflake if you're so sensitive. Like, like, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Apu's everybody's favorite character. And that's what they're saying. He was my favorite character on the show. Where are they getting rid of him? You know. So, we live in a society now, Eli, where people are offended over people being offended. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's the level we're going to now. Like, look. I understand a lot of you don't understand why the Apu character can be problematic. However, there is a section, you know, of the country, of the world that have watched The Simpsons and had a problem with Apu. Matter of fact, I have it pulled up right now. There was a a documentary last year that came out called The Problem with Apu. Yeah, I've actually seen it. You've seen it? I haven't seen it. I heard about it. But like I said, there was a, a... like I said, a comedian that basically voiced all his problems that he had with a poo about being a stereotypical Indian that's on the show. And he had a bunch of other people that had grew up saying that they had a problem with the show. And plenty of people that have said that just because a poo was on the show, they never got into The Simpsons. You know, yeah. it, it, it's almost the exact same thing how you said you don't fuck with the X-Men because of Thunderbird. <laughs> the same thing. Well, that ain't the only reason why. It's but... not the only reason, but I'm just saying it's similar to that. You know, they just said I saw the character, I can't get into it. It's not my thing. You know, not not going out yeah. boycotting or going out protesting, just saying it's just not my thing. You yeah. know. So the Simpson decided to phase the character out because that's the thing. That's the problem when you have a show that runs for so long that society changes around the show. The things that used to be cool aren't cool anymore. The things that used to be funny aren't funny anymore. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, like blackface. It's not cool anymore, it's man. Not, it's not cool. According to Megan Kelly, yes, it's not cool <laughs> anymore. You know? <laughs> so, and that's the problem we're running into now. So, my thing, like, do I have a problem with a poo? No, I do not. Have, I could give two shits about a poo, but I'm not in that demographic that has a problem with the poo. That, that that's not yeah. me. If somebody yeah. else has a problem with a poo, and it's a large vocal minority that has a problem with a poo. I do feel like Simpsons should address that. And that's what they did. They tried to, you know, that they did try to, uh, you know, change the character and give him more backstory and give more dialogue and make him more. And they, yeah. And I guess they actually had an actual uh, Hindu guy, an actual Indian guy voicing him. Now they got Hank Azaria. Like they got rid of Hank Azaria doing the voice because that was just a white guy doing an, a bad impression of a, of a Hindu guy. Right. And so Hindu accent. And now that I heard that they actually got a guy, you know, with an Indian background to do the character. But, you know, yeah. so they, they tried to flesh out the character. But I guess it didn't work because I think the thing is, if the character is rooted in a stereotype to begin with. Yeah. And he has a flaky foundation. It's only so much you can do with that character to begin with. You can't really make him grow from that, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, they admit it in that documentary like he talks to all the producers of the Simpsons and the writers of the Simpsons at the time and when Hank Azaria first started doing the voice he just started doing that stereotypical Indian voice and they all started laughing like that's great let's make him that because you know they were making fun of an Indian guy an Indian right. store clerk and you know it was a bunch of white guys laughing at it, an Indian guy. Right. And, and that's the thing I think a lot of people are missing the point of. People are saying, well, everybody in, in Simpsons is a stereotype 
or you know a character or something you got the scottish guy you got the irish guy you got the fat white guy you got blah, blah, name it notice you're naming all white guys so mm-hmm. yes they're all characters of white guys at the same time you have other white guys on this not stereotype of who is one indian guy that's yeah. it that's all you have on the show and that's the problem that other indians are seeing on tv is that on TV, that's all they're seeing. They're not seeing a wide range of different stereotypes. If there was just a bunch of stereo- different stereotypes of Indian people, they wouldn't have a problem. But if they see every show and it's the same thing every single time, they have a problem. Now, I'm going to voice my opinion on that. Like I said, I don't know anything about a poo, but on my opinion, that's one reason I don't watch those uh, love and hip-hop shows. <laughs> I hate those fucking shows. Now, the reason I hate those shows because they are a bunch of stereotypes and characters and they just play on what you know every negative stereotype they can because all of those shows have nothing but angry negative you know black women on those shows and when you turn on tv as far as black women that's damn near all you see on tv like it's hard to see a positive representation of that so i hate those shows and i feel like they are doing us more damage than anything else but that's my opinion you know that's why i don't watch those i'm not going to campaign and protest any more than i just did you know but like i said i just voice my opinion on what and just leave it at that and if this section has a problem with the pool they have a, a point to a voice their opinion now you can say the same thing about south park now people try to compare this to south park two different animals you can't compare simpsons to south park south park goes out of their way to offend people everybody that's what they do so when they do something, they do something like racist, sexist, whatever like that. South Park, because that's what they built the show on. Simpsons, for the most part, tries to be more clever than that. They don't just rely on just, you know, pissing people off. They actually yeah. tried to, well, when they were good, when 20 years ago, yeah. they were clever. They were smart. They were doing stuff like, oh, wow, I didn't think of it that way, you know. And sometimes, you know, you're going to run into problems, stuff like that, like they did with a poo. But for the most part, for the most part, Simpsons plan out is just a better written show than South Park in its prime. Like they don't just yeah. piss people off just to piss people off. They they can do better than that. And they're like, why are we why would they just make a show just to piss people off? Just get rid of the character problem. We try to fix them. We can't fix them. Just get rid of them. And now to be honest with you, some people could say, why don't you just get rid of the show? It's been it's way past its prime. Like it's true. Probably about twenty years past its prime. So, because isn't it isn't it the longest running show ever? I think it is now. Yeah. Well, United States show ever. I think Doctor Who still beats it as far as like running longest running show ever. But I think it's like way past Mash. You know, they've been they've even been talking about doing a Simpsons Network. I know Fox been talking about doing a Simpsons Network where they just run Simpsons twenty four hours a day. Well, they they were like a. Couple of years ago, they did every Simpsons ever, and it was like a month or whatever of just Simpsons twenty four seven, you know, yeah. until they they play like every episode. It's <laughs> still going. It's like why is it still? And that's the problem with this show. Like it's been running for so long, you are running into problems like that. But I, you know what? And and here's the problem: is Simpsons is not reinventing itself. Like for instance, we can we can compare it to comic books. Uh, okay, Simpsons. How long has Simpsons been on the air? Thirty years. 90, 91, something like let's that. say let's say 30 years it's, it's coming close to damn near 30 years but let's take comic book characters let's take wolverine spider-man batman they've been around what 80 60 years avengers captain america they've been around forever but at the same time those characters reinvent themselves yeah, you they know are, they always reflect the current time yeah the current times captain if you read a captain america comic in 2018 
it looks nothing like a com- uh, like Captain America comic written in 1976. Yeah. Completely different art, completely different characters. Or the 40s. Or the or, or even the 40s, right? They're different characters. Meanwhile, if you look at a Simpsons cartoon now, it looks damn the exact same as it did back in 1994. Yeah. You know, you can't tell the difference. They didn't change up the art style. They didn't do anything different. This thing got the same voice actors and everything, and they're just writing the same stuff. None of the characters have evolved. None of them grew. Maggie still can't speak. Like, what the fuck? You know, you got all this stuff. Meanwhile, character, and then the only characters that are dying off on the show are the characters that are voice actors are dying off in real life. Yeah. And so, Mrs. Mrs. Carbopple and Right, Miss Carbopple and other folks. And uh, like I said, I haven't watched the show in a while, but I know it's other people than that too, you know. So, yeah, it's about time to just, you know, put the show to bed. Now, one thing I do not want to happen is for them to delete every Apu show that has ever been on. You know, like try to distance themselves from the character and the reruns like that. Don't do that. Don't hide history. Yeah. Who needs the quickie mark? That's a damn quick, catchy ass song. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, leave this stuff alone. But at the same time, like I said, uh, I can understand how the Indian community has a problem with the character. It was even addressed in Harold and Kumar, which is a, you know, a weed head comedy. You know, Kumar's walking off and one of the asshole bullies said to him, thank you, come again. You know, thought yeah. it was funny and shit, you know. So they, they know that, you know, the part, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's that's it's called democracy, you know. If you get enough people who hey, take a vote on it and see what you know. Right. See, and, that, that's, yeah, that's what it is, you know. Right. You know, and and I'll be honest people. with you, a lot of people that if you're having a problem with this, you're coming from a very privileged point of view. Yeah. Just because it doesn't bother you, it shouldn't bother anybody else. And that and that seems to be the the, the issue with, you know, us this certain population who get a, you know, who who take issue with, you know, marginalized groups, you know, voicing their opinions on stereotypes or racially insensitive portrayals of 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 themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and I see this all the time with, you know, I mean, like I said, it's October, it's Halloween season. You know, I love this time of year, but at the same time, I hate it being a native, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, you know? I was just going to talk about you about that. Like I said, at the Halloween part, I was at, I did see a white woman rocking around as Pocahontas. You know? Yeah. Now, did I think about, you know, maybe addressing it to her? Maybe. But the point is her black boyfriend that was with at the time was bigger than me. <laughs> so I just, just kind of let it go. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to fight him in a body condom anyway. So, <laughs> Uh, like, didn't your mama ever tell you about white women, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should address you. <laughs> Open your you eyes, know, my brother. You know they're going to call the cops eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what my mama said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let, let's keep going before we get shut down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, can we talk about the video game news now? Sure. <laughs> okay. Video game news. We had. Now, let's talk about one of the biggest releases this weekend. Oh, well, actually, this year, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like I said, yeah. huge game to drop down with it. Now, I want to know if I want to let you guys know that if you're looking for Red Dead Redemption 2, there is a deal that Xbox is running right now. Now, if you buy the Xbox One X and you buy Red Dead Redemption 2 at the same time, they will take $100 off the Xbox One X. Now, that is a deal they're running at every store. No matter what store you go to, they will honor that deal. Yeah, so, you want an Xbox One X for Red Dead Redemption? Make sure you tell them about the deal. Let them know Leroy told you that. Save your money. You're good to go. So, what else I was going to say? Oh, now, like I said, I have not played the game yet. I have not bought the game yet. I'm broke. 
<laughs> I will get it next week when I get a chance or anything like that and stream it from My there. My brother bought it. And I guess it took all day for it to like. Uh, I was just I was just about to say that. Now, like I said, like on the last podcast, I mentioned how long how large the install file was, and people didn't know that. And I saw a bunch of posts about how people were complaining about how long it took to download. People were saying that it, you know, I've, I've heard people say it took no less than an hour. Everybody was saying it took at least an hour to download if you have fast internet speed. Some people saying they fell asleep overnight, woke up, it was there. Some people saying about it took about two or three hours to download. You know, some people say they left it on at work, came back, it was ready. Uh, it's the thing, even I didn't notice that the 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 game is on two disc. Yeah. So this <laughs> like some old PS One Final Fantasy shit. Yeah, he, that's what he my brother said. He said he took it out, thought it was ready to play, and then it said insert disc too. <laughs> He's like, oh man. <laughs> so yeah that's how big the file is this is insane now i watch digital foundry because that's what i do i just like to watch digital foundry and they actually rate it on which one has the best performance so they said on the the lowest end was the xbox three uh, the xbox one like the regular xbox one they said it ran the worst on that system ps4 ran a little bit better but not much better ps4 is where it started getting good where it started to kind of lock the frames in but didn't quite lock them in and the xbox one x like i said which is a 500 dollars on the market right now where it ran the best it runs at 30 frames per second locked other than a few drops here and there and native 4k so eli this game damn near runs like a next generation game on the xbox one x so <laughs> it's by far the best one to play if you want to play it that's where you need to play it at if you got 500 dollars to spend knock yourself out you know and honestly eli i was like that's cool i mean it's gonna win in graphics stuff like that but it's the game fun to play i mean you don't really want to ride horses all this like that and say that's fun and i didn't care except until i saw one thing and that was that video that i sent you that you couldn't open this is what i saw apparently the ku klux klan is in the game oh yeah and you can kill them Oh, okay. yeah, I, that's the video I showed you. Like the guy was uh, sneaking up on a, a, a clan rather they were doing a cross burning and he threw a grenade at him and killed everybody over there. Oh, like, Fucking well, damn. SJW bullshit. Right. Now, <laughs> now, keep in mind, this is not the first game where you can kill the KKK. Uh, yeah. There was a few years ago, uh, Mafia 3. You could also do oh. that. You could sneak up on the clan rather than doing cross burning. And you could also just mow them down with a machine gun. Just kill, just kill the clan. You know, cool. I'm starting to like it. Like the Klan is the new Nazis. Yeah. Like remember, we had these games. We were there. Like we were killing Nazis left and right. Love it. Zombie Nazis, Nazis, whatever. So I can't wait for the zombie KKK. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome, man. So oh. that's what we're headed to now. But I do want everybody to know that if you come across their part of Red Dead Redemption and you see the KKK, do not kill them. I'm gonna tell you why not. Because if you don't kill them, when they do the cross burning, the cross burning is going to go wrong automatically going to burn themselves up anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. So just sit back and just let them take care of themselves. And if they don't, then kill them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> use discretion. So uh, that being said, uh, one thing I want to also talk about is the PS Vita. Most of you have no idea what that is because, like I said, people haven't talked about it in a while. Most people are kind of confused on it. Whether it's still a thing, whether it's not, whether it's making a comeback, whether or not you should get one. I just want to let you know that as far as production in Japan, where the PlayStation is made, they've discontinued the Vita. Now, keep in mind, the Vita has actually been discontinued everywhere already in North America. Everywhere. You can't find one. 
But in Japan, they finally pulled the plug on it. So the Vita is dead. You can't get any more than that said. And a lot of people are wondering, you know, what killed the Vita? You know, was it Nintendo DS? Was it that? Was it, you know, Mario Kart, stuff like that? And I have a theory, Eli. Oh, yeah? The Nintendo DS did not kill the Vita. Everybody thinks it did. It didn't. The iPhone killed the Vita. Okay. I'm gonna tell you, let me back let me back this up a little bit. Now, like I said, the Vita was preceded by the PSP. The the PlayStation PSP, which I had one, was awesome. Loved that thing. But it was like like early two thousand like that. So Nintendo yeah, I, I had one of those, yeah. PSP was awesome, exactly. Uh it was like an iPhone before an iPhone, you know. So you had the Nintendo DS, cranking out games that right, they had all the market share of, you know, portable handheld games. And PSP had a little bit, but it had enough that it could sustain itself. But keep in mind, this was all before the iPhone. So before the iPhone, you had to put up a thing. The PSP was cool. <laughs> then the iPhone came out and could do all that same stuff the PSP could do. They could sell. You could play games. You could play music. You could do all the stuff like that. And then the mobile games start coming. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, we live, we live in a society now where there, people play games more on mobile games than they do on the Nintendo DS. But nobody considers an Android or an iPhone competition to the Nintendo DS, even though they sell more games on there. You can play Fortnite on an iPhone. You know, and you can play Fortnite on an iPhone with somebody on an Xbox. That's how crazy these things are getting now. So they're absorbing the market share, but at the same time, Nintendo's still making its thing. But the thing was, at least Nintendo has Nintendo games to separate themselves. Vita didn't do that. Vita didn't have that game to separate itself. So the, they were trying to sell themselves on the other features they could do. Oh, we have mu- movies. Oh, we have music. Oh, we have all these other features. You have Netflix. Where you're competing with the mobile device to do the same thing, plus you can talk to people on it. You know, you kind of, you know, cut yourself out of the market. Nintendo could do that because they have already carved themselves a special niche in the market. Vita, on the other hand, was competing not with the Nintendo, with the iPhone, the android with the windows phone the lg whichever else was going on like that and it got swallowed up and they couldn't put an actual you know carrier on it or a phone on it because that would make the price go up you know mm-hmm. oh another thing killed the memory cards sony you were dumb as fuck for that but, oh yeah that yeah yeah i remember like, when i like when i sold mine to to i think i pawned it they wouldn't take it they wouldn't take my memory card yeah nobody uses that shit i mean it was a thing that <laughs> It was a proprietary card that only like Sony cameras use, and that was it. Yeah. So you couldn't use it for anything other than a, a camera, a Sony camera, a Sony camcorder, and a PSP or a Vita. Meanwhile, the rest of the world uses SD cards and micro SD cards. So you're not using the card that everybody else is using. You're kind of cutting yourself out of the market. You know, mm-hmm. this is the shit that Nintendo got smarter to stop doing. They stopped using proprietary cables. Start using the shit everybody else is using. Component cables, HD cables, blah, 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 whatever. They start being smart and use the same stuff everybody else is doing. So you can just go down the street and buy it if you lose another cable. People are sick of this shit, man. Do what everybody else is doing. So, Sony, you kind of shot yourself in the foot with that. The Vita deserves better. And you know what, Eli? I'm going to get one. Oh, yeah? Because they discontinued it, so they're like cheap as fuck now. They're going to be cheap, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to just get one. Just have one just to, you know, just to say. The main thing, because, you know, it's got that remote play. Well, I don't need a remote play. I can remote play on a laptop. Fuck. <laughs> I don't need one. So fuck, I changed my mind. I'm not getting it. <laughs> uh that that being said, can we move on to the bread and butter of the podcast? Uh sure. 
cool so the bread and but for those new to the podcast the bread and butter the podcast of the comic book bullies is where we actually talk about comic books yes we review comic books and this week we had some good ones uh eli i think you had two and i had two sure yeah i got i got a couple okay cool so i guess i'll go first um the first book i'm going to review is the return of wolverine number two like i said we've been talking about this book wolverine there's been like a thousand books about wolverine coming back but this is like the official book of the guys that killed wolverine that have now brought wolverine back so basically what the story is wolverine has found out that persephone this this bad chick that he's hunting down she has her own city floating out in an island somewhere with this militia and he's going there to save the life of the son of the girl that helped you know Brought him back to life or something. I don't know. I forgot what she's doing. Anyway, he's right. He's in. The, he's in a uh, boat with. He's in a motorboat with the girl. While he's doing that, these assassins see him and they send two assassins after him that float underwater and wait for Wolverine to, like pass by him. As soon as Wolverine, as soon as Wolverine pass by them, they hop on the boat and the and those two assassins turned out to be Omega Red and Draken. But Wolverine doesn't recognize either one of them, so he fights them. Before he can fight them, the girl actually uh puts a harpoon through omega red's eye and he falls to the ocean meanwhile wolverine gets to a fight with dragon and dragon's actually like kicking his ass you're like oh shit this guy's getting me but then while he's fighting wolverine notices that his claws actually get like super hot you know, like start like turning to you know heat like lightsabers and shit coming out of his hands so he gets an idea so he takes uh the gasoline from the motorboat pours it into dragon's face while the gasoline is shooting out into dragon's face he put his you know his hot claws against the gasoline and it sets dragon on fire and when it sets dragon on fire he kicks him out and then but the thing is wolverine says something about the claws anytime they get hot it actually makes him go into berserker mode and he almost kills the girl on the motorboat with him so he has to actually like calm himself down and he's like okay i'm, I'm afraid of these claws stuff like that so he calms down talks to the girl like okay we're we're uh running out of gas but we gotta hurry up and get there before we run out of gas since i pulled the gasoline to kill the other guy and then the girl you know, talk to Wolverine like, Wolverine, you saved so many people, but has anybody ever thanked you? You know, and then she starts <laughs> kissing him and try to make out with him. Wolverine like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I save a lot of people, but I don't save them for that reason. You know, plus we don't have time anyway because we're here. And they see this big ass, you know, island, you know, where Persephone is. And I guess, oh, and then the very last issue is they go to the X-Mansion and they see Jean Grey with Cerebro on her head talking to uh, Kitty Pryor, she's like, Kitty, Logan has returned. And the book ends. So, the next oh. issue, you see, I, I guess it's going to be Wolverine versus the X-Men, I guess? I don't know. So, overall, <laughs> book was cool, fast-paced, got to the point, nothing crucial or revealing about it. Eh, give it a 3.5 out of 5. So, yeah. Okay, well, since you're doing Marvel, I guess I'll do my one Marvel book I read. Well, I didn't read one Marvel. I read a bunch of shit, but there's only a couple I want to talk about. Um, I, I'll go with Punisher number three. Oh, so uh, what this uh, continues the World War Frank story arc. Um, now, yeah, this is great. This is just great. All action. Um, this quick recap. 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 Story so far. Fuck it. I'm not gonna. I'm quit saying that word. Uh, uh, Punisher, you know, has killed the Mandarin on live TV, which triggered Hydra to put a hit out on Frank. Baron Zemo has hired a bunch of supervillains to take him out. Um, and also, superheroes are after Frank, too. Um, and Frank's been dodging everyone, hiding out. At the end of the last issue, Daredevil tracked him down. 
and they uh, they were about to fight, but then they get attacked by a bunch of ninjas. Big horde of ninjas comes. So this issue picks up right where that one left off. Uh, we have uh, you know the good old Marvel team up, uh, Daredevil and Punisher, you know, murking all these ninjas. Basically, it's just action, just a fight. Um, we get to see these two uh, Marvel characters, you know, get down. Eventually, at the end of the fight, Daredevil tricks Frank and he's arrested. Uh, while Frank is in jail, um, the cops are trying to like figure out what to do with them because he's like an, inter- inter- an international war criminal now and he's going to bring unwanted heat to the precinct and shit like that. But then Nick Fury shows up and he's got a bunch of like soldiers with them. Like, they look like SWAT teams. They got helmets on and shit. And uh, Fury's like uh, bailing Frank out of jail. One of the soldiers walks up to the Frank, Frank cell. And he's like, yeah, so it's time to go, Frank. And then the guy lifts up his visor on his helmet. And it's Jigsaw. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell? Killed him like five times already? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's been a a while. I can't even remember last time Jigsaw was in a comic. It's been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, what the hell? But I'm also like, whoa, sweet. I want to see what's happening next. So, again, I'm really digging this new Punisher run. I mean, usually I'm not a fan of Punisher mingling with superheroes, but this has been really cool so far. And this issue is just all action, you know, the fight with the Daredevil and the ninjas. And it, 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 it also really, like, you know, commented on the different vigilante styles of, of Daredevil and Punisher. You know, they're two different um, styles of crime fighting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, it, it also point, and what I what I always liked about the Punisher – you know, the statement, because people say, oh, he's just a killer, blah, 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 blah. He's a murdering scumbag, blah, blah, blah. He's not really here, all that shit. But this points out the hypocrisy of characters like Daredevil or Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, these vi- these vigilantes who refuse to kill the criminals and they just catch the criminals and let the courts convict them. Yet they're still breaking the law. And that's they're the thing. Still, a, lot of their, yeah. a lot of their bad guys point that same fact out to them. Yeah. Like the fact that you haven't taken me out, you're my accomplice. Yeah, and the fact that they to fight crime, they they know the system doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So they are operating outside the law because they know the system doesn't work. And then they leave the criminals' fate up to the same system that they know is already flawed. So that just points out that you know the hypocrisy of that. And and Punisher's like, fuck off! I'm just gonna kill them. You know? <laughs> right, gonna <laughs> go at them anyway. So. Yeah, you know, you know the system's flawed. You operate outside of the law because of it, yet you still leave the criminal's fate up to the same system that you know is flawed. Right, you so gotta fuck break you. Some of the law, yeah. right? Yeah, fuck you. I'm just gonna kill him. So that, that's why. So yeah, that that's what I like. Five out of five. This was great. <laughs> okay, Frank is back. Yeah. Okay, so uh, whoo, this is a tough one. Okay, we got Action Comics number one thousand four. Now, I got to do a disclaimer for this book because, like I said, this is a Brian Michael Bendis book. And this is the bendiest, bendiest book that <laughs> Bendis has ever Bendis on Superman so far. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a tough one. I'm trying to get through this one. Okay. So, basically, what happened? Uh, Clark Kent is at the Daily Planet, going through his normal day, uh, trying to pitch a story to Perry White about, you know, the killer red clouds going around, killing my stuff like that. Perry don't want to hear you, like, you don't have enough information. 
come back to me when you got some information. He thinks it's Red Tornado going around killing people. So like, it's not Red Tornado. He's just like, maybe, you know. But anyway, he gets ambushed by the new gossip reporter, a gossip columnist that uh, Perry was forced to hire. And she has this explosive new story. She has a picture of Lex Luthor leaving out of Lois Lane's apartment. And Clark is, sh- uh, Clark is shocked because he didn't even know Lois Lane was even still on planet Earth, much less meaning it's in secret with Lex Luthor, his arch enemy, you know. So the first thing he does is fly to Chicago, you know, and he flies to Chicago. He sees a woman in a white wig and he instantly recognizes Lois Lane. He like, Lois, what, what the hell? Why did you tell me you're back on planet Earth, you know? And she's like, can we talk somewhere private? And she was like, well, you tell me. Like, I got a hotel. Just go to my hotel while everybody's staring at us on the street. You know, they go to the hotel. And as soon as they get there, they have sex. Yeah. The man brings the brains out. <laughs> so after they have sex, then they have, you know, they sit there. And then they sit and finally sit down and talk. And then Superman just asks her, like, why did, why did you come back and not tell me you came back? He was like, well, the reason I didn't tell you. Well, first off, I was in a space with you know jonathan and your father and it's flat out that i can't survive in outer space i was slowing them down so i had to come back you know but jonathan is doing fine with your father matter of fact he's hitting like some kind of puberty right now he's he's actually experienced like when a kid rides a bike for the first time that's what jonathan is going through right now he's experiencing stuff with your father he never could here on earth because his mind is opening up uh but the reason i didn't come back to you is because I've been observing you the whole time when I came back and I see that you've been doing fine without us. You've been Superman. You've been Clark Kent. You didn't need us. Meanwhile, at the same time, my son doesn't need me because he has his grandfather to take care of him. And I can actually get back to, you know, writing my stories, writing my book, doing stuff I couldn't do while you were here. So while I've been here in secret living my life, you've been living your life. You don't need me. And Superman's like, no, I need you. And then she stares at him. He stares at her and they have sex again. <laughs> but this time they have sex on the ceiling, you know, because oh, Superman has his super penis or whatever, you know. <laughs> so then after that's all done and, and Lois is like, look, Clark, I love you. But and he's like, uh-uh, don't say it. He's like, don't say it. He's like, I'm not going to break up, but we need to take some time off. You need to be Superman because I'm slowing you down and I need to be Lois Lane because you're slowing me down. And before he can finish, he's like, uh, Lois, before you finish that, hold on, let me do this one thing. So Superman flies off real quick, goes to Iron Heights because there's a breakout. Uh, he puts the breakout back, puts all the super criminals back in jail, and then flies back to Lois Lane in bed. And it's like, okay, what were you saying again? He was saying, I was saying how you're trying to convince me that we're a normal family. We're not. Because you could just fly off as being Superman at all time. We need to have this break right now. We need to do this. And Superman, you know, doesn't, you know, he understands it and flies off. You know, but he never, but he comes back later on and asks her about like, why was Lex Luthor in your house? You know, <laughs> and then she makes some bullshit story about, well, Lex, well, he is the smartest man in the world. But at the same time, I told him, Lex, you can get the hell out of here. My husband can kick your ass and throw you in the sun. And he left. And so, <laughs> and then they just have this peaceful, you know, dance in the sky where they kind of like do the Superman one where they fly against each other. And she was like, Clark, for right now, don't let me down. You know, they just fly away and that's it so like i said very bendisy book but here's the thing this type of book is in bendis wheelhouse bendis thrives in like the the human interaction conversation dialogue you know he does this much better than he does the summer blockbuster bam slam 
Rogu Czar throwing people in the Phantom Zone. It, this is he does this better. This is what they brought Bendis over here for. These action comic stories have been much more entertaining, much more cohesive than his Superman run because it's more, uh, hey, pun intended, down to earth. You know, he's not in space. You know, saving the universe. He's he's trying to save his marriage. He's trying to save his family. And he's like, okay, that's a different take from superman i haven't seen this type of story written in a while so at the same time the story was kind of all over the place and it felt like bendis was jamming too much bendis at one time he was too much bendis for his own good so i'm gonna say the book was a 3.5 out of 5 it could have been a lot higher but bendis will get there so yeah all right cool cool all right well i guess the last book i'm gonna do is uh aliens dust to dust number three um, so basically what's been going on in this story, um, the aliens have attacked this like colony that's been terraforming this planet. Uh, this little kid named Max and his mother, they escape on this shuttle and the mom unknowingly gets impregnated with an alien and she ends up dying when the chest burster is, uh, born, born from her, you know, bursts out of her chest. Um, the shuttle ends up crashing and the crew are stranded in like this open tundra wasteland and aliens are lurking about, you know, and that's where we pick up in this new issue. Um, the crew basically makes it to like this bridge facility that overlooks like this toxic river. It's got this chemical, like the river's full of like these chemicals that's from the colony's like factory or the refinery. So the river is basically poisonous, but the bridge was blown up as a precaution so the aliens couldn't cross it. So they're kind of um, they're holding up in the, like this uh, this like uh, shelter by the bridge. Okay. And um, and on the other side of the bridge, on the other side of the, of the river, there's like a launch pad and a backup escape shuttle. So they need to get across the, this toxic river and through the aliens to get off the planet. Um, and what the crew are noticing is that the aliens are not trying to kill Max, the kid, the kid named Max. They're not killing them. They're kind of like protecting them. And they start theorizing that the alien that came out of his mom might be taking on traits of his mother and trying to protect the kid. And they start thinking, well, that maybe if they give the kid to the aliens, that that would create a diversion and they can make a break for it. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> so they're going to sacrifice the kid to get to escape. But of course, Max, the kid, hears the plan and he tries to leave and uh, he's trying to leave the, the shelter. But one of the crew finds him and tries to grab him. But then a bunch of aliens attack and there's this big like shootout scene with the aliens killing a few people and the kids running away. He ends up falling in the river. The kid falls and ends up falling in the river. And it just shows like the river is just full of aliens. Oh, wow. And that's where it, yeah, that's where it ends. So it's pretty cool um, trying to, uh, you know, introduce this new idea about the aliens taking on traits of their hosts, which is, I guess, an interesting idea. Um, we'll see where this goes. But still, I'm, I'm digging the story. I give it a four out of five. You know, cool alien story. Oh, OK. So like you rated your book. You had more entertaining reads than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> like I said, it was for me. It was kind of like a, a, a off week or a weird week. Yeah, I bought a bunch of shit, and like I saying, I, I those were like the only two books I want to talk about. I did read a lot. Yeah, you know? I feel like the good shit is is coming next week. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, it's the first of the it's the first of the month, so yeah, that's when the good comics are coming out. So yeah, yeah. 
Because um, I read that bat, the new Batman Kings of Fear dropped too, and I read that, and I thought eh, it was it was just one of those filler issues. Yeah, just know? throw in oh <laughs> Halloween's on the way, you know. Just, yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That being said, oh, you got any, any other books you got? Or? No, no, that's all I really want to talk about. So. Okay. Yeah. I guess we ran through a whole game, and we got a full show. Uh, like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Definitely listen to our other podcasts we have. Listen to Geek Sav. Uh, we also have Comic Cast. Like I said, it was going to pr- pretty much review the same books we did. I'm interested, interested in hearing what they have to say. Uh, this Geeks and Comics, who have rebranded themselves to TGIC, I guess. Okay. Something. Uh, well, yeah. That, that, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Talking wall? I don't know. Yeah, just listen. They have more listeners than anybody else on Outright Geek Network. So whatever they're doing, they're doing it well. So uh, we also have Hoodoo TV. We also have Instruments in Destruction. Crap load of uh, podcasts. That's this podcast network. You want to listen to them? Uh, and like I said, next week we'll be back with something else. I don't know what'll happen, but I'm pretty sure some crazy shit will happen from now till then. We will talk about it then. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. I've lived in lonely cities. I've crossed deserts on camelback. And I filled the halls of folklore with things I'd rather we forget. I could sweep you off the streets, so seeing this is goddamn tough. But this town might be big enough. See, I reckon what you're saying, but this dark from every cause. I roam without my boots on I raced without my horse and then I ate my horse's meat straight from my horse's bones cause this dog must rhyme a line
said this ain't a lonely town And what I wouldn't give to have a friend around We could trade in all our silver bullets and buy a patch of dust This town might just be big enough Yeah. 